Welcome to the Pre-Vet Pausecast. I'm Alex Avellino, your tour guide on the journey to becoming a veterinarian. Listen along as we provide you with tips, tricks, and tales on applying to veterinary school. Okay, welcome back to the Pre-Vet Pausecast. I am your host, Alex Avellino, the Pre-Vet Advisor for the University of Florida College of Veterinary Medicine. Today, our guest is Dr. Crawford. She is one of our clinical professors at the UFCVM, and she is a shelter medicine veterinarian as well as the director of Maddie's Shelter Medicine Program. Dr. Crawford, well, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Can you go ahead and tell us what your background is like? How did you become a veterinarian? What were your educational experiences? I went to undergraduate school at North Carolina State University where I majored in animal science. Uh, I was in the pre-veterinary curriculum, but I decided um, to go into um, research. So uh, instead of applying to veterinary school at the time, I had taken a few courses as a a junior and senior in undergraduate school Mm -hmm. that really uh, piqued my interest in examining complex problems Mm -hmm. and trying to find solutions. I completed a Master of Science uh, degree graduate school at NC State. Uh From there, I applied uh, for PhD programs, and I was accepted by the College of Medicine at the University of Florida, and it was focused on infectious diseases Mm -hmm. and immunology in people. As I was finishing this program in the College of Medicine, I started thinking more about how I could apply this training and education to animal Mm -hmm. um, diseases. And so I applied to veterinary school. Fortunately, I was accepted, Mm -hmm. so I went straight from uh, the PhD to veterinary school. Okay. So you had an interesting journey, got your bachelor's, went into research, did the master's, did the PhD, and then finally going to vet school at the University of Florida. That is correct. Wow. When you went to vet school, were you planning on focusing on shelter medicine or were you thinking research? What was your original plan? I was thinking that when I finished uh, veterinary school and learning all about animal, the animal physiology, the diseases of animals, um, use of vaccines to prevent diseases, that I would go back into research, mm-hmm. uh, but applying it to veterinary problems, not human medical problems. Sure. So after graduation, I went into practice in Tallahassee, Florida. Okay. And I stayed in a veterinary practice setting, private practitioner uh, for dogs and cats for uh, 12 years. Mm -hmm. At that point, I had a rekindling of uh, a desire to come back and do research to help animals and to teach veterinary students. Yes. And so I was fortunate to um, secure a faculty position at the University of Florida's College of Veterinary Medicine at that time. What this illustrates is that there's not one pathway only to becoming a veterinarian. So we've come to the, you've gotten your faculty position at UF. 
Talk to me about what is shelter medicine? Okay. Well, currently there are about four to eight million dogs and cats that enter shelters in this country each year. We need shelter veterinarians who are very knowledgeable and skilled in how to protect animal health while they are in shelters temporarily waiting for a home Yes, and to rehabilitate and successfully treat those that may have an illness or an injury or a behavior problem uh, where we have anywhere from 50 to 350 dogs and cats every day that that um, need to have their health care um, overseen by a veterinarian. Yeah, it sounds like shelter medicine veterinarians need to not only be proactive, so making sure all of those animals have what they need first, vaccines, um, prop, you know, spay and neuter, but also reactive, so if there's outbreak of illness in the shelter, and then that husbandry piece of taking care of those animals on a day-to-day basis. What is, what's a common behavioral issue we might see in shelter animals? And what are some common diseases? What should a student thinking about getting into shelter med expect to see typically in a shelter? Diseases like canine distemper. It's, this is a viral infection. It can cause high mortality. Um, and the best way to prevent dogs from getting canine distemper virus infection is through vaccination. Another disease that shelter veterinarians are commonly tasked with diagnosing and treating is canine parvovirus, Mm -hmm. which is another viral infection uh, that um, uh, infects the gastrointestinal tract and can cause severe vomiting and diarrhea and dehydration to the point that 90% of infected dogs will die if not managed uh, correctly. Um, we have some feline um, infectious diseases um, that commonly occur in shelters. Most of these are viral respiratory infections. And talk about the behavioral issues we might see from shelter, med- shelter animals. Behavior is a very common reason for owners to surrender their dogs yeah, to a shelter. Right. And the most common scenario is that these, this family acquired uh, this dog as a puppy, and um, they did not, for various reasons, invest in training the puppy or learning how to manage this puppy as it grew up into a very big dog yes. that uh, did not have manners. So what can a veterinarian do for that, that dog? Well, they can identify the root cause of uh, the behavior. So potentially just no training, lack of training. Lack of training. Um, There are uh, uh, certain medications that we can uh, give these dogs to calm them down and make them receptive to training. Now, the veterinarian doesn't provide the training, but shelters have access to... uh, professional um, trainers. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm glad you said that. I have a lot of students come in and say, I'm really interested in animal behavior. And I think what they're saying is they want to rehab that animal when they are without manners. But we're saying that the shelter veterinarians are not doing the actual behavior training. They're identifying, maybe di- uh, providing a, a script for medication, and then they find resources for that animal. 
So Dr. Crawford came prepared. She did her homework. She's going to tell you what a shelter med vet does regularly. Yes, I would say the shelter veterinarian uh, experiences a lot of variety every day. Surgery is a big role for the veterinarian um, um, in the shelter. Uh, they are responsible for uh, performing uh, what we call high-quality, high-volume spay-neuter surgery. Yeah. A well-trained shelter veterinarian is extremely proficient in spay-neuter surgery. Most of them can do 30 to 40 surgeries a day, wow. which is unheard of in private practice. Yes. And they, uh, they get so proficient in um, the high-quality spay-neuter techniques that it just takes them minutes to do each animal. Wow. They also have to have proficiency in other surgical procedures, surgical diseases that commonly present in animal shelters. And, and this, these are eye diseases, yeah. um, uh, fractured uh, legs, uh, wound management. Many animals, dogs and cats, come in with, with wounds, um, probably from fighting while they were out in the community. Mm -hmm. One thing that's not thought about but is a very important role for the shelter veterinarian is they are the first responders for community emergencies and disasters that impact animals. Okay. Um, it's the shelter veterinarian and, the, and their shelter team that is frequently tasked by community emergency management officials to set up a temporary shelter yes. for animals displaced by emergencies. So for in the state of Florida, typically hurricanes. Hurricanes, yes, wildfires, tornadoes, but also some man-made emergencies. Okay. And the most common man-made emergency that shelter veterinarians are tasked with responding to is animal cruelty. Mm. So it's the shelter veterinarian that most often will have to be the one to recognize and respond to abused and neglected animals in the community. What I find with a lot of students who are interested in shelter medicine, they have a big heart for animals, but they also have a big heart for people as well. Oh, I, I, think, I think the successful veterinarian, maybe defining successful as uh, the one that is most satisfied with their career choice, mm -hmm. is the one that not only loves animals, yes. but loves people too. Talk about that. And what has to be realized is that half of veterinary medicine is taking care of people too. Absolutely. And so there must be that innate drive to help people who love pets. Yeah. And work in preserving the human animal bond. We've talked about how great an opportunity it is to become a shelter medicine veterinarian. Let's talk about how UF can help students get there. So talk to me about what Maddie's shelter medicine program is. What is the certificate like? What do students get to do while they're with us getting their DVM degree? Well, there's a there's thousands of animal shelters in this country and 
There's a critical shortage nationally uh, for uh, veterinarians trained in the specialized care of shelter animals. So the mission of our Maddie Shelter Medicine Program at UF is to provide veterinary students with the specialized knowledge and skills to enhance medical and behavioral health of animals while they're in shelters. And in doing so, it increases that shelter's life-saving goal and placement of healthy and happy pets into the community. It also promotes public health. So that's another big aspect of the shelter veterinarian and something that we emphasize in our training uh, in shelter medicine at, at UF. We are the only vet school that offers a professional certificate in shelter medicine. And this certificate program consists of uh, a blend of courses and hands-on training in the shelter environment itself. So Dr. Crawford, there are a couple um, of issues that come up in interview or essay questions for students. Two of them deal specifically, I think, with shelter medicine. One is trap neuter return programs, and the other is small animal shelter euthanasia. Can you talk about how students should approach those questions? What should they understand about those issues? Yes, and if I could add a little historical perspective Please to do. shelter pet euthanasia. Yes. In the, in the 1970s, we had about 23 million dogs and cats entering animal shelters every year. Much more than the four, the four to eight, eight million, million yeah, today. Yeah. And most of those animals never left the shelter. Okay. It's a very high euthanasia rates. Um, with the emergence of uh, animal welfare. Okay and shelter medicine yes. in, in the 90s and then, then into uh, the 2000s, on a national level, we're now saving more than 80% of the dogs and cats entering shelters. Euthanasia is no longer an acceptable tool to manage the population of homeless pets entering shelters. When is or, it acceptable? It's acceptable under the same conditions where it, it is used for well cared for loved pets. And that is when the shelter pet has a disease that is not um, no longer treatable or manageable to a level where they're no longer having any suffering or pain. So we're exhausting all options. Yes. So our slogan at the UF College of Veterinary Medicine is challenge accepted. And what it sounds to me is that there was a challenge, you know, yes. years ago that we had so many shelter animals coming in and we were euthanizing these animals, but now because of education and research and excited shelter veterinarians, we accepted the challenge and have really reduced the amount of animals needing to be put down. But is that there's another alternative that's specific for cats. And that is that what we uh, call now our uh, return to field strategies that's applicable to cats living in a community without 
direct ownership by a person. Typically, these are called feral cats mm -hmm. or free-roaming cats. Um, these cats um, typically live in large colonies where instead of euthanizing these cats that otherwise were healthy and thriving in the environment, the approach is now to sterilize them. So to spay and neuter them, vaccinate them against rabies, the most important infectious disease to vaccinate animals against yeah. because of the public health concern, of course. as well as the common um, cat infectious diseases, and return them to the environment where they were thriving. Dr. Crawford, thank you so much for being here today. We've learned a lot more about what shelter medicine is, the unique issues at face shelters, the type of person who maybe would be really excited about becoming a shelter vet. Students, your homework is to look into these issues at face shelters, find out maybe you have some new unique insights as to how we can solve them. Look into the Maddie Shelter Medicine Program, which will prepare you to be a practice-ready shelter veterinarian. Thank you so much again for being here, and we will see you guys next time on our Pre-Vet Podcast. Thank you, Alex.